part three of praying from his presence, um, praying from his presence, I say, again, I'll say it in, an, in other words, God has made it possible for us to enter into his presence. God has made it possible for you and I to enter into his presence. He has made a way for us forever, forever, for us to dwell in his presence. Remember, even when he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he said the spirit of truth will come and dwell with you forever. Whatever God does is everlasting. Whatever he does is everlasting. His word is eternal. So he has made us a way for us to dwell in his presence forever. This was made possible uh, through uh, crucifixion. That's what you're going to look at some things tonight. I really ask you to, to pay attention and just be praying in, in the Holy Ghost inside of you uh, for that resurrection power to come on you and light to come on you. And that was, my, that was made possible by the crucifixion, uh, uh, death, uh, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. For us, what made it possible for us to enter into the presence of God is his death, is, is our crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 4. I want to read from different versions, the Passion Translation, Amplified Classic, and Amplified. That is uh, Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Believe God for light. All right? Just what you're going to read, that scripture. That's why there's so much in it. That's why I had, uh, you know, pressure in my heart for us to, to read in different versions. Let's start from the Passion Translation. It says this, verse 25. Jesus... What are we talking about? Praying from his presence. What are the, some of the things that I have said? It, God, it, God has made it possible for us to enter into his presence and not only enter into his presence, but to dwell in his presence forever. All right? Let me say this first. I think that's important. Let's go to, uh, again, Genesis chapter 3. I think this is important. Uh, for me to say so. Uh, we remember Adam and Eve had already been given instruction to partake of the fruit. But anyway, they decided to, uh, uh, Adam decided to, Eve was deceived by the devil. Uh, and, and verse 8, after they had taken, uh, look at this, verse 7, then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew they were naked. I'm going to say something later on about that. And they sealed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. So everything there was themselves, themselves, themselves. They're doing for themselves. Remember, mm, listen to this. Remember, they had never, ever made anything for themselves. This man was uh, made uh, on, on, the seventh, on the sixth day. Did he ever make anything? Huh? <laughs> As so many people think of making a living instead of believing God for a living. Okay. <laughs> Our leaning on God should be in, 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 in its entirety. Completely. That takes 
the renewing of our minds. So look at this. He fell, he disobeys God, he's fallen, he starts working now to do what? To, to protect himself. To protect himself. He never done that. Remember God told him whatever, however you name, name it, you have it. It's an animal, whatever you name it, that shall be. So actually God had given him ability to create with words. Because when he created him with the image and the likeness, God, how did God create? He created with his words. The words are framed by the word of God. That's what we see in the Hebrews chapter 11. But now immediately did that, he started now dealing so much with his hands. Can I tell you this? Whatever you do, words of faith should precede. Whatever you do, words of faith should precede what you do. Not to hands first. That's why many people start getting into projects and they start asking God to bless projects. God doesn't work that way. He is the, he is the king. He's the one. He's the Lord. So he gives instructions. We take it. We, we, take, we say his word and we believe him to guide our, our steps and, and we see the manifestation of his will for his life. Words should precede your life. Words of faith, not any words. Words of faith should precede everything that you do. However impossible it looks, use faith words. So he never. But now he started doing his own thing. Sewing fig. I mean, when, when have you ever seen your, any clothes of fig leaves? That is going to be impressive. <laughs> and they had the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, that's, that's powerful there, hid themselves from, his, from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. They hid themselves, because you're talking about praying from his presence. So you see, immediately they sinned, they hid themselves from his presence. So what removed man from the presence of God was sin? We see that. Okay, now remember in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, we looked at this scripture some, some weeks ago and many times in these in, in this prayer meetings, and I do almost every day. In Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter, chapter 4, let's start from verse 15, seeing then that we have a great high priest. What does that high priest, okay? You have, you have to think about the high priest according to the law, will enter into the hollow of all his wants in a year, in a season uh, of call in, in Hebrew, Yom Kippur. And when he entered in, he wouldn't enter without the blood. First for his sins and the sins of the people. So he had to enter with his blood. So when you see the high priest here, then he told, it ought to tell us something. So when he entered in and had been accepted as entered into the presence of God, for the whole year, the sins of the children of Israel was covered. Not wiped out, covered. Okay? Then a high priest will enter in, wouldn't enter without the blood, not his blood, but the blood of bulls and animals, and goats and, uh, and animals. But this man, Jesus, who is the high priest of the new covenant, 
He entered in, the Bible says, once and for all, with his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Once and for all. So when you see the high priest, look at this. The, the children of Israel, for them to think of his presence and to, to be accepted by God, they had to look at the high priest, Aaronic, the, the Aaron, to look at the high priest if he's being accepted and their sins have been, blotted, uh, have been covered. But listen to this. This man Jesus came to remove away that which had been standing between God and man and made it possible not only him having entered into the presence of God, but for all that believe in his name to enter in with him. For the children of Israel couldn't enter in. The high priest could enter. But for us, he's not only entered, but he has made a way for us to enter in. And those who are no people, we are going to look at this, some scriptures, we become God's own people and we call him Abba Father. We're being accepted by him, praise his name forever. Praise God. I'm preaching myself happy. Getting excited already. Praise God. Now look at this then. So when you see high priests, we need to be looking at in just what I've said and many more. I'm going, I'm going afresh to start getting into the scriptures afresh concerning the high, the high priest, the priest, the priestly, the priesthood of Jesus in our new dispensation, new covenant dispensation. I'm going, I'm going, God help me. I'm going to get into the world, get so much. Uh, revelation out of it. Why? Because it's so important for your victorious life and your mind victorious life and for us to enter into the presence of God and to have our prayers, the confidence we have that we prayed in his name and our prayers are being answered and no devil in hell can withstand that. It's already done. Listen, we are not praying from the earthly realm, we are praying for the, from the heavenly realm. Oh, that's, that's a big difference right there. Oh, let, let, let me, just, just let me see this. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points, in all tempted, as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore, because of this, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, think in terms of this. In the old covenant, they had uh, the tabernacle in the wilderness, and finally, there was the temple. But remember when this was being built, they had been told, God had told Moses, you build it according to the pattern that I showed you in the mountain." The pattern is original. If the original, you go photocopy. You photocopy out of the original. You don't photocopy out of the copy. Hey, you know that. Even if it's a copy, you are copying out of the copy, but it came from the original. You see what I'm saying? Now look at this. This is what it means then. God showed Moses, the original. But 
their service was earthly, it couldn't enter into the original. But this man, Jesus, he entered into the original. The priests on this earth, and the, 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 the high priest, even Aaron, was entering into an earthly temple, which was built according to the original part, a temple. Do you want me to open the scriptures? Are you ready to, ta- to stay here until 4.01 a.m.? Because if it gets to 10 o'clock, you won't go anywhere. <laughs> until after a few hours. So if you don't catch it so fast, I'm going to read the scriptures. Because what I'm just saying, right there, I can start explaining with the scriptures. But I want to sow some seeds to you so that you can go look at it up from your own time, in your own time from the book of Hebrews. Now, now you see then, uh, then uh, the man Aaron and, and the ones in the old covenant, they're operating from the copy. Oh, come on now. Let's go. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Oh, this, this, this book is so good. Let me see. Uh, oh, my goodness. It's so long. Oh, I'll give you an assignment, okay? Go read in, the, in, in Hebrews. Go read the book of Hebrews, the whole of it. But let me see if we can read a little bit. Let's, let's go to, uh, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 8, from verse 1 of what I've just said. Tonight seems like you're going to receive revelation, and I release you to go pray in your own home with revelations. All right? Now look at this. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Hmm? Minister of the sanctuary. (laughs) And you know what it is called? Minister of the sanctuary. What is it called? Of the true tabernacle. When he tells you of a true tabernacle because there was an existence of another tabernacle in the wilderness. But now he's saying, remember... When Moses was being told by God, he was told, the vision I have shown you in heaven, in the mountain, I want you to do what? To, to duplicate, to copy it on earth. Okay? But now, he says this, minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle, which the Lord erected, and not man. So he's showing us a, a distinction. The one which was erected by man was, was oh, you know that, in the tabernacle, in the wilderness, is Moses. But he's saying, now this one is not erected by man, this is of God himself. For every high priest is appointed to, off, to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one, who's that? Capital O. This one has also have something to offer. For if, it, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest, since there are priests who offer the gifts according to the law, who serve the copy and shadow. That's where you've heard many times you talk of copies and shadows. You've heard us say this. It's a copy. The, the earthly, what they are doing, they are offering, they are serving the copy and shadow just like what I've told you. 
you copy out of the original. So what they were offering on earth in the, in the old covenant was not the original. It was a copy. It was a shadow. So who served the copy and shadow of the heavenly things? As Moses was divinely, now he's already saying it, divinely instructed when he was about to make the tabernacle, for he said, see that you make all things according to the pattern, according to the original shown you on the mountain. But now, come on now, are you ready for verse 6? Are you ready to run to Ruby's petrol station and come back? <laughs> but now, this is our high priest. He has obtained a more excellent ministry. Inasmuch as he's also mediator of what? A better covenant which was established on what? Better promises. Let me hold my peace, right? Because <laughs> that's itself is so thrilling just to read that and see. Are you getting a light out of that? Do you see any light out of that? Now, so then uh, in, in that Genesis chapter 3, we see the man uh, sinned and he was removed from, from the presence of God by sin. But now God is telling us through the mediator, of the new covenant, established on the new, on, on better promises, and on a true, of a true tabernacle. When we start looking at Hebrews chapter 4, this is what he says. Look at this now. Oh, having said all that, see, verse 14, seeing then we have a great high priest. Where is he? Where is he? In heaven, we already, we looked at chapter 8, what did he say? Come on now, let me. He said, now this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who's seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. Okay? So we see this high priest. Now look at this then, in verse, in, in, going to verse, verse 14, chapter 4. Seeing then we have a great high priest. Who's that? He's seated at the right hand of the Father of majesty. And passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, we hold fast our confession. We confess when we say it, we know it's established because we have a high priest. Our words have so much power when we speak them by the word of God. But we speak the word of God. It's, it has so much power because it is the living word of God in our mouths and in our hearts. Now, look at this then. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Now, look at this. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Is it in the tabernacle erected by man? No, no. No, no. It's not. It's not in the tabernacle erected by man, but it is in the heavenly sanctuary. When you think about that, then we've been invited. Now listen carefully. When you think about that, heaven is where the glory of God dwells forever. 
So he is saying this in essence. You are on earth, but I've invited you. Though you walk on earth, I've invited you into the very presence of heaven, in the very glory of heaven, that you may pray from this place, not earthly place. Because we are no longer dealing uh, with a, a tabernacle erected by man. We are dealing with a tabernacle erected by God himself. And the high priest is Jesus himself, whom we do not see here in the flesh. Meaning, that's why he says this, we offer spiritual sacrifices to God. The, 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 the fruit of our lips giving thanks. That's why our words should matter. And a certain gentleman <laughs> just coming to do some work in the house today and then uh, internet and on and on and on. And we had to meet at 10 o'clock and he, he came at 10.39. I think the first time when I, <laughs> I went to the living room, I said, good morning, so-and-so. Yeah, good morning, sir. How are you? Very well. Uh, there are a list of things that I don't like. And this is one of which people don't keep time. Why? Because that is not honoring your word. And that's not honoring someone else's time. Are you, you went quiet. Have you been keeping your word or you were? <laughs> I became, you became quiet just like at the sitting room. You just became. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then I, 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 just, I just had to help him a little bit so that he doesn't feel like going under the sofa. I, I, I helped him. I said, uh, he, he's, uh, he, he's, uh, he's from Rift Valley. I said, uh, Mr. So-and-so, Elliot Kipchoge said uh, 159 and 59, and he keeps his word. You don't keep your word. Where do you come from? No wonder you have never brought us any medal. <laughs> so he laughed, and it became easy. But I, again, I told him, uh, the, the list of things that I don't like is this one of them. People who don't keep time. Okay. Ah, that one, I need to raise you up. <laughs> Let us therefore come boldly, verse 16, to the throne of grace, that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now, so we have been called into a heavenly sanctuary. That's why, again, why I went to what I've said, is that the fruit of our lips giving thanks. Our words, mm, go back to chapter 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, holy brethren, holy brethren. Okay, thank you. Partakers of the heavenly calling, not earthly. We are partakers of the heavenly calling. Now look at this. Do we see heaven? No, we're not seeing it with our natural eyes. So therefore, everything we are doing is spiritual, actually, though it manifests here on this earth. Therefore, we, have, we must be spiritually minded. Spiritually mindedness 
brings us to the very presence of God. You will know if someone is praying by the Spirit and one is not praying by the Spirit. Why? Because those who pray the word by the Spirit, you'll know they've been led by the Spirit and you can hear the confessions by the Spirit. Why? They are aware of their, their actually uh, the presence of God. They are aware of their heavenly calling. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. Stretch forth your hand. Oh, Father. Oh, Father. You know, that, that, that's earthly kind of thing, thinking. Hmm? He even said his hand is not shortened. So you are calling him, you withered arm, stretch it forth now. Because there's one who was told by Jesus, stretch forth your hand. <laughs> and that hand was withered. <laughs> oh, master, pass by here. Oh, master, pass by here. Oh, master, pass by here, king of glory. I mean, you, you hear people praying such prayers over and over again. You know, personally, instead of going, those master, master, pass by here, I'd rather go in this man. I don't understand what I'm saying, but I believe I'm speaking out mysteries. Lord, concerning this situation, I lift it up in tongues. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle. Apostle and the high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus. Ha! He is the high priest of what? So I was mad. So for, for us to be able to agree with him, we have to put the word of God in our mouth. That's why you hear, you know, I do mostly public, even publicly, lifting up our tithes and offering, and Tina and I, we do it, uh, you know, our own personal tithes and offering. I say, our oh, high priest Jesus, we lift up our tithes and offerings to worship the Lord our God. Now, that is a spiritual worship. You are aware of his, the heavenly man. We are, you, are aware, you are aware of the presence of the heavenly man and you're bringing your tithes to him. You're bringing offerings to him. Because every high priest offers something. You remember what you read? Oh, you want us, me to take you back? I, I warned you, if you don't do it quickly, you'll stay here until past, past 10. And then past 10 means it's past 4, 4 a.m. Now, now, look at this. So every priest offers what? Something. Gifts and offerings before during the time, like in the old covenant, they will offer offerings. So this man offers something before God. And remember, his priestly ministration is still going on. He forever, as a priest, he forever makes intercession for us. Come on, huh? You, you know that from the scriptures. So his priestly Ministry is still going on. So there's something that is offering on behalf of the people. 
When I offer my offerings, I speak the word. He presents that before God. Do you remember even prayers? Let's see over here. Okay, let's, let's go to Revelation chapter 5. Today we are taking a journey. Ah, glory God, I'm so excited. Look at verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 8. Now, when he had taken the scroll, who's that? The high priest, the Lamb of God. Huh? The four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden balls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. In whose name? In the priest, high priest's name. They can only be accepted by the Father in the name of the high priest. Remember, he's the one who made a way for us, who made not a way, the way for us. He's the way maker. He made the way for us. So anything that is accepted by the Father is through him. So these are prayers also made to the Father in his name. And they are brought before God as incense. And he's still doing that work on, in heaven awareness of his presence brings in heavenly structures in your thinking. Being aware of his presence brings in heavenly structures in your thinking and that's the renewing of yours and my minds and we start praying from the heavenly presence and not earthly perspective. That's important. That's why I encourage people to pray in tongues. Why is that? So it's a perfect language. It cannot be earthly because it's heavenly. Even if you speak it, even if I'm speaking hungry, do bro, steak, stab, bro, chede, and I'm speaking another language that is not known to me, even if it's earthly, you know, earthly language, still when I'm speaking it out, because I've not been taught carnally, I'm speaking it supernaturally. And because it is supernatural, then it has what? Supernatural results. Why would I say so? That which is born of the spirit is spirit. In John chapter 3, verse 6, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. It's born of my born-again spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and I'm speaking out a language that I don't, I've not been taught carnally, and I'm speaking it out, and because it's born of the Spirit is spirit, and that which is born of the Spirit is born of God, and it overcomes the world. It's a world-changer kind of thing. I listen to my own message or to the message of the Holy Ghost because I'm getting excited <laughs> about it. Now then, did you see that? 
look at this. We haven't finished. Verse 9. And they sang a new song. Saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you are slain as the lamb. Listen to this. He was slain as the lamb. He, he, was, he was raised as the high priest. You are worthy to take the scroll and to open his seals, for you are slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and you have made us what? Kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. He has made us kings because he's the king of kings. He has made us priests because he's the high priest. Just join in him, with him, one with him. First Corinthians 6.17 says, who you, He was joined to the Lord, is one spirit with him. That's First Corinthians 6.17. Now, whew, having said all that, can you go to Romans chapter 4, verse 25 now? <laughs> now you have some more light, okay. Now, now, now. Now, having said all that, now, remember this. I'll say it again. When they heard the sound of God walking in the garden, they hid themselves from his presence. Now, we are talking about praying from his presence. And that as Jesus, we've looked at it as the high priest, he has made a way for us to enter into his presence. You see what I'm saying? Now then, so I said that way was made possible through his what? Crucifixion? Death, burial, and resurrection. That's what it made it possible for us to enter into his presence. Now remember again, he was slain as the lamb. He was raised as the high priest. You see, when, when Aaron, uh, when he would go with the, with the, with the, you know, as one of the priests, he was, as the high priest, when he would go, he will, he will not slay his, himself. You understand? He will slay what? A lamb or God's son, all that, so it's not his blood. All right? So he's, he's what? Remember, like, like in, in, in Exodus chapter, chapter, uh, chapter 12 concerning uh, a lamb, when they were leaving Egypt, they were told to slay what? A lamb. None of them was told to slay their firstborn. So it wasn't their blood, it was the blood of a lamb. So they, he, he goes with that blood of a lamb and then lifts it up as a high priest. But Jesus in, went into the truth. And look at this, that blood of a lamb never left earth. But this man, Jesus, the mediator of a better covenant, the mediator of a, or the, 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 the priest, the high priest of the true tabernacle, which is not erected by man or, but by God, he was slain as the lamb. His own blood was shed. And when he entered into the heavenly sanctuary, he entered with his own blood. He entered with his own blood. 
So look at this. It prepared an eternal home for us. That though we walk on earth, the Bible says, though you walk in the flesh, you do not walk according to the flesh, for the weapons of your warfare is not carnal, but is mighty through God, because everything that we are doing, there must be the God factor. We are no longer walking as mere men. We can pray from the earthly perspective. We have to pray from the heavenly perspective. Oh God, oh God, stretch forth your hand and bless my business. If you pray in the spirit, you realize those words don't come out of your hand. Ah. Okay, let me stay here. It seems like I'm, because uh, we pray those prayers many times. Lord, bless my business. Lord, bless my business. Stretch forth your hand to the customers. <laughs> the whole night in overnight prayers. Oh, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. But if we, are, we understand the heavenly sanctuary and end in his presence, we realize this. Uh, we stay with him because you're being welcomed in his presence. We stay with him. And he said, uh, uh, can I hide anything from him, really? Since he's a covenant child. Uh, Abraham, uh, we're about to, uh, we're going out down there to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But you remember Abraham came into the presence of those three angels which I believe one of them was Jesus, pre-incarnation of Jesus. He came into the presence of them and he didn't show up with his need. He went as a minister, a servant to minister to God. And as he ministered to God, God opened up the secrets to him. So many times, believers, we miss it. Why? In his presence, we get his pattern. His way of thinking. And it's not earthly. It's heavenly. But look at this. It's heavenly thoughts that will move earth. Heavenly words that will move the earth. Let Jesus say this, I do nothing except that which I see my father do, uh, uh, and, and I say nothing except that which I hear my father say. So look at this, did he move the earth? He did. He had heavenly thoughts, heavenly words, and he said this, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. This is bound to be fulfilled, every bit of it, because these are not my words. Now, look at this then. In, in having been brought into the new covenant, we're supposed to enter into the presence of God and see from the true tabernacle of heaven to see how what God has planned that it may be on earth in our lives as it is in heaven, not us going with the earthly agenda to God. Hmm. 
Hingi lira dobro seke staya daba do kreshta da bastide. Did you hear what I said? Where is the original? In heaven. Why do you go with your copy? And it's not a heavenly copy. It's an earthly copy telling God, copy this. <laughs> You've ever heard security people say, copy that. Copy that. <laughs> so you go with that. Many times you've done that. We go to heaven with our copy. We, from earth. Copy that, Lord. He said, no, I don't copy anything here. You need to come up here so that you can get the heavenly mind and so that you go on earth, not with a copy, you go the original. Because I've called you into a heavenly sanctuary. And you come around and you say, I saw it in the spirit, that it may be on earth, in my life, as it is in heaven. Oh, that changes your marriage, that changes your business, that changes your, your whatever it is, you, it changes everything. It's a game changer. So when you, every, every time you need to pray about that thing, you enter your way of his presence and you start praying in the Holy Ghost and praying in the Holy Ghost and you get his heart and you start realizing, I need to pray in this man. And you say, God's telling you, I want you to, to focus on this direction, to focus on this direction. This is how I'm seeing things go. Now then, Romans chapter 4. All this time we haven't gone to Romans chapter 4. Can you imagine? <laughs> so then, Jesus was handed over to be crucified for the forgiveness of our sins. As what? As a lamb. As the lamb. For the forgiveness of our sins, listen to this, and was raised back to life to prove that he has made us right with God. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, oh, do you see that? Oh, you need to pray the Holy Ghost a bit to see that. Oh, ho, ho, ho. he was raised back to life to prove that he had made us right with God. Has he been raised from the dead? Yes, then he has made us right with God. What does that mean? That which removed man from the presence of God has already been dealt with. Sin is no longer a problem. You remember the scripture that I read last Sunday? Those of you who are here last Sunday. Huh? When was last Sunday? 15th, okay, this was the scripture. You can write it down, read it in your own time. In Romans 6, 12, 14 says, sin is a dethroned monarch. <laughs> sin is a dethroned monarch, so you must no longer give an opportunity to rule over your life, controlling how you live and compelling you to obey his desires and cravings. You know anything about monarch? Oh, you don't. You are too modern. Sharon, you have anything of monarch? You have Google. Go Google. <laughs> did I call you? Okay. <laughs> Cynthia, did I call you? 
yeah, you know, and when I call you Sharon, you say, yes, Pastor. If I call you Cynthia, you say they say, yes, Pastor, that's fine. <laughs> yes, Cynthia. Now, look at this then. Jesus was handed over to be crucified to the, for the forgiveness of our sins and raised back to life to prove that he has made us right with God. What does that mean? We can enter in, into the presence of God. Now listen to this. This is a poetic verse. We discover that the blood of the cross is the means of our justification. And the resurrection is the proof that God now sees believers as righteous in his eyes. Ooh. In his presence, we're being invited. Let's read the same scripture from the Amplified Classic. Let me, let me teach you something, how you get much out of these scriptures. You go there, you read it. And after reading it, you can pray in tongues. As you're meditating, as you're thinking of it, and you confess it again, and you keep quiet, and you pray in tongues, and you start confessing it again, and you start imagining it, and you enter into the scripture. You enter not into the scripture, into the living word. You get much out of it. I, I was, I was, I was well, you know, seated just this evening, uh, around 4.30, and then I, then I clicked on television and I found uh, Joseph Prince, Pastor Joseph Prince, uh, speaking. What was he speaking about? I don't even remember to speak because I found it. And then I found him reading some scriptures in the book of Timoth. And he made a statement and said, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've never had, I've never thought it in that manner. And I know where he's going. And he went that same direction. I said, yeah, I know where he's going with that scripture. But his words brought so much light from that, through that scripture. That's how it's supposed to be. You know, some people, you know, not you here, but some people say, let's go to the book of Genesis. They get bored. While, while people of faith is just, let's go to the book of Jesus. Whoa, I wonder where he's going with that. Hangless devotion against again. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, sometimes before I say something, you're, yeah, I knew that he was going to say that. I know it. I knew it. I knew it. And then the Lord says in your heart, do you see what I've been telling you about such and such a situation? Say, oh, sir, yes, I see that. Yeah, now I need you to be praying in this manner. Oh, yeah, I see that. Oh, yeah. My Lord. Oh, God. I'm so glad I came to church. Oh, I'm so glad I, was, I came to church. But you know what many people do? Especially Sunday worshipers. You know, you, you, are, you are different. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I'm serious. You're different. Especially Sunday worshipers. 80% of Kenyans are Christians, quote-unquote. So they know Christians go to church on Sundays. Even when they're entering the church compound, they, they still have sleepy. 
So that's when, when, uh, when people are, you know, you see someone who's being in the world, you know, that people like you. Yeah. They're excited. They're dancing. And they're, they're, the other one is, I wonder who, why he's doing that. <laughs> Present worship leaders say, lift up your hands, everyone. They carry heaviness. But if I'm telling you, if you want to get much in any meeting, you pray for yourself, you come with the glory of God, you sit down, and, and you're ready. And you're ready. And you're ready. Oh, you hear like, uh, let, let, uh, in winding up in this, in this service, is the pastor finishing? That was too quick. While the other one, 10, 15, 11, 10. And they say, let's go to another scripture. Until they start walking, watching football that evening. <laughs> they become alive. Or politics at nine o'clock. You know, they, they know everything about politics. So, so. let's go to, let's take verse 25, Amplified Classic. Who has betrayed Jesus and put to death because of our misdeeds? You remember that man in the garden in Genesis chapter 3? And was raised to secure mm, our justification, our acquittal. Free, free, acquitted, free, making our account balance and absolving us from all guilt before God. This man, Jesus, he paid the price for us. Look at the amplified, they, they are the amplified. Who was betrayed and crucified because of our sins? That which was removing Adam from the garden. And was raised from the dead. Because of our justification, our acquittal, absolving us of all sin before God. And because we being as, uh, he, uh, he absolved us from all, of all sin before God, we stand before him as if sin has never existed. Made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now we can enter into his presence and say, Father, 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 I worship you. Father, I'm so grateful for the Lamb of God forever. I'm so grateful, Jesus, you are crucified on the cross for me. I'm so grateful, God the Father, you raised up your son from the dead for my justification. That's what he did for us. Now then, <clears throat> let me make some statements here. His death was for the forgiveness of our sins. His resurrection was to give us a new nature. Ah. 
His death was for, for the forgiveness of our sins. But let me tell you something. We have not just been forgiven our sins. We have been made new creations. Listen, the old creation could only enter into the earthly tabernacle. Their conscience was still of sin. The new creation has been born of God, just like God, just like Adam before he sinned in the garden. Completely. That's why no one should tell you are just human. You are not just human. Sinners are just human, not us. We're not just human. You know all of us are just human. Not me. I'm human divine being. That's, an, uh, that's, that's a redemptive insult. Talking about I'm just human. Oh God, I'm just a worm. Really? Not in the new covenant. God even called the one of the old covenant. They called themselves grasshoppers. I say, you, you what? You have Abrahamic covenant and you call yourself a grasshopper. You die like grasshoppers in the wilderness. How much more of a new covenant person going before God say, I'm just a worm. Worm. We are nothing before you. What You know, people say that. And they think that's humility. That's ignorance. Multiply. Therefore, listen to this. A new nature has made it possible for us uh, I mean, uh, his resurrection has made it possible for us. He made it possible for us to become new creation. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All the things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Therefore, revelation knowledge, listen to this, revelation knowledge of his crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection is extremely important for us to enter into his presence. Extremely important. Remember I told you last week, the new covenant, which you belong, because God says this, yeah, we, we find that in Hebrew chapter 8, and, and coming from, from Jeremiah, but in Hebrew chapter 8 from verse 10, it says this shall, shall be that I'll make a new covenant with who? With the, with the Israel and with Judah. And I will put my laws in their minds and I will write them in their hearts and none of them shall tell his neighbor, know me, because they shall all know me. So this covenant which you belong, we reign through revelation knowledge. Ignorance is our outdoing. Is that, is that, is that English? Oh, no, 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 that's not the right word. It, um, um, ignorance is our defeat. This new covenant which we belong, we reign through revelation knowledge. Of what? Of just revelation knowledge? Of revelation knowledge of his death? Of his crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection? What does it mean? Who he has made us. So when you say, devil, in the name of Jesus, he knows that man has revelation. Get back. Get, 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 get. Let's go. 
Devil, you'll touch my children no more. Yeah, he realized, no, 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 that guy knows what he's talking about. You better find another way. Oh, they find themselves in the wilderness and have no bearing. How did they come here? Oh, we tried to get into that house. Then what happened? That woman said in the name of Jesus. Whoa, how are we going to get back? We don't know. We can't even see her. Why? He's been raised with Christ. He doesn't live on earth. He has heavenly perspective. What about, what about all which doctors around your, your village? Down country, up country, west country? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> In fact, when you, I, usually, I usually think, or really I've thought about this, when I get there, if there are any, any of them, they, they say he's come. Be very careful. <laughs> he's around. Be very careful. In fact, most of us saying, Lord, <laughs> you want me praying, uh, Lord, all over this village, I speak the, the supremacy of our Lord Jesus Christ tonight. He said, when is he going back? He's around. <laughs> That's you and I. Huh? That's you and I. Jesus, Ma, what have you, why have you come to destroy us before time? That's the high priest. The priest should be walking that way. That's the king of kings. The king should be walking that way. You know when a lion is asleep, gazelles don't move around there. And the lion is deep asleep. Gazelles don't come around. Warthogs just... You know, that guy is asleep, but his presence. <laughs> his presence. That's how you and I should be sleeping. No, not past. You know, I woke up in the morning. I felt like my neck was being twisted. <laughs> the old man. Pastor, pray for me. Oh, we can start with babies, that's fine. But you should not be there after three, four years receiving the word. Okay. All right, let's see. Let's finish this for tonight. So look at this. He has absolved us from all guilt before God. Sin made a way for Adam's guilt and shame. Hmm? Oh, let's go. Look again at three, Genesis 3.10, what I've just said there. Ah, praise God. How many minutes do you have? A few minutes, okay. Uh, are you in Genesis 3, 10? Are you in Genesis 3, 10? Now look at this. So he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid. Guilt. Guilt. You see that? Because I was naked. What is nakedness? Huh? Anyone? A anyone? Yeah, all of it is called by sin, but there are two words that I've said. I wanted to just see if you've made, paid attention. Uh, sin made a way for, uh, for Adam's guilt and shame. So, I was afraid, guilt. Because I was naked, shame. 
and I hid myself in condemnation. <laughs> you, you see that? Oh, you've ever, you've ever, you've ever, oh, I don't know about you, but I'm a pastor, so I deal with so many people. But you have even children. Maybe you enter in and realize they did something. And, and you say, uh, so tell me, what have you been doing? Look at me, madam. What, what have you been doing? Uh, Mama being around here. Just here. But you're not even looking at me. Yeah, but you know. Shame. Uh, guilt. It's guilt first. And then you walk in and you found that. I've ever seen children, you know, doing that and they, they're coming. Uh, uh, my time when you we are growing up, we had that uh, milk, you know, uh, powder milk. Yeah, that, 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 that milk was really tempting all the time. Every time mama left the house, you are tempted. <laughs> and, and that powder milk was so, so amazing because the spoon, you use this teaspoon, you put it in the mouth. When you remove it all of it up there, the, 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 the roof of the mouth, it just ticks right there. And some of it remains on the spoon. And maybe you had a knock on the voice of a mama. And you stand, you know, well, you stand thinking like you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So what have you been doing? Oh, nothing, I've been around. And it's all over here. <laughs> Until she says, like, and can't you see your mouth? What follows next is what? Shame. And the other say, yeah, he's been hiding. We've been playing outside and he's been hiding in there. Man, I really like that safari land. I ever would go to devour it. Ever, ever, ever. No more. I'm a new creation. <laughs> Before Jesus was raised from the dead, he had first to receive the life. Let me see if I can finish with this. Uh, before Jesus was raised from the dead, he had first to receive the life of God. Remember that. In his spirit, while still in Hades. This gave him complete victory and authority over the devil. Why, why would I say so? Now, now pay attention and then I'll explain. Remember when he died, before he died, his words were what? Before. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why? When did he cry that? When he had been made sin. The moment you was made sin in the spirit, you are separated from the Father. And be just like Adam was separated from the Father in the garden. So when you are separated from the Father, he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And the, that means this, then he was removed from the presence of the Father to the presence of the wicked devil. Where all sinners who refuse Jesus go to. And he went there and he was tormented for three days. And then, having been removed from the presence of the Father, and oh, remember, he was raised when the Supreme Court of the universe was satisfied that all the claims of justice against you and I had been fully met. 
Listen. Every sin of man had completely, the price had completely been paid completely. Completely removed. The price had been paid. When that was done, and the just God was completely satisfied. Completely satisfied. Remember, he is just. He could not be unjust to the devil. He could not be say, he could not say that the price had been paid and be unjust to the devil if the price had not been paid. But when the price had fully been paid, the, all the claims of justice against man had already been paid for. He was satisfied. So to speak, the Supreme Court of the universe. God was satisfied. When he was satisfied, then the Holy Ghost was released to go right into hell to raise up the Son of God. And when he was raised up, what do dead people, what do you give to a dead person first? Life. Because life had been taken away by sin. So life had to come back, the very life of God. In fact, God says, behold, I have begotten thee. Begotten thee. So when that was hap happened, then he, he, he gave his son life, his life. And right there, in the very headquarters of the devil, life entered. There's no life which enters there. Because there's no death in Hades, and there's no, uh, I mean, there's no life in Hades, and there's no life in the devil. All what devil represents is death. So life entered. Just think about the darkness, 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 darkness that is so thick that you can touch it, and then the light of heaven, which is actually the glory of God, enters in. What happens to darkness? Please. And Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 gives you the story. You read it in your own time. Colossians 2 15 gives you the story of what happened. And then he took the keys of Hades and death. And he rose up. And he came to the tomb. Uh, and, and look at this, think about this. He went to the, to the, to the, to the, to the he, he went for his body in the tomb of Joseph of Armadia and he picked up his body like a shot. That which had been beaten, that which had been broken, not bones, his bones are not broken, completely, completely beyond measure. When he entered in as the resurrected man, the born again man, born the firstborn from the dead. When he entered in, life entered into that body. Everything was healed except, everything was healed except for the scars as a testimony. I'm about to shout. A born again man lives in that body. Do you know what that means? You ought to be healed completely for the rest of your life. Completely. Why? You are new creation. Where does the life of God dwell? In you. 
That body ought to be free from any pain of any kind for the rest of your life and walk around like a born again man. A complete victor over the devil. Mary, don't touch me. I'm ascending to your, to your God. My God is your God. My Father is your Father. Before then, the old covenant people never called God their Father. Now, he's, we, now the, we, the way he's been made through now, he goes into the very presence of the Father in the heavenly sanctuary so that you and I may be heavenly minded and live on this earth as citizenship of as citizens of heaven working on this earth, doing the business of heaven. And the way to the holy of holies, to the very presence of the Father, had been opened for us. Merry Christmas. <laughs> right there is Merry Christmas. I'm telling you, that's so good. Now look at this then. Uh, so first he had to be declared righteous, then given back the life of God, defeat the devil, then come out of Hades and enter the presence of the Father as a high priest of his own, by, by his own blood. Now, I'm going to read some scriptures here. And then, uh, and then you can go home. In Ephesians chapter 2 from the Amplified Classic Version. This should make you, when you live here, you reach home quickly because you are running. You're so fired up. Praise God. Amen. And you, you, he made alive. When you are dead, slain by your trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually, you are following the course and fashion of this world while under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power of the air, you are obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. Verse 3. Among these we as well as you once lived and conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, obeying the impulses and of the flesh and of the thoughts of the minds, our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. We were then by nature children of God's wrath. Children of, of God's wrath removed from the presence of God. Because of our nature. And heirs of his indignation, like the rest of mankind. But God. So rich is he in his mercy. Because of, and in order to satisfy, the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses, he made us alive together. Woo! He made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. Listen to this. Listen to this. He gave us the very life of Christ himself. 
the very life of Christ himself. The very life of the heavenly man himself. The very life of the high priest himself. The same, not different, the same new life with which he quickened, quickened him for it. This is, this is, he walked on this life when he was raised from the dead. In other words, the same life that raised Jesus from the dead is the same life that you have been given. No difference. When he left the bowels of, of, uh, of, of the earth, he went into the heavenly sanctuary. When we received this life, new life, we became new creation. The way into the presence of the fathers opened. We ought to dwell there. We ought to pray from his presence. We ought to live in that presence. We ought to dwell in that presence. We ought to see things from his presence. Television over and over and over and over again and over concerning this thing happened, concerning this thing happened, this thing happened in Awasi, this thing happened in Kirinyaga, this thing happened, will fill your minds with the earthly perspective and defeat and fear. But go into the revelation of God's word. For it's by grace is favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation, and that's not it. That could have been good right there, but that's not it. Huh? There are people who must put cream on their cakes. And for them to finish, they have to put some candles on top or some sprinkles. Huh? Maybe that's the part of that now, those people. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit together. Hold that. Hold that. Did you see that? Did you see that? Let me remind you of Hebrews chapter 8. Let me remind you of Hebrews chapter 8. There verse, verse 1. Now this is the main point of the things that we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty of the heavens. Ah. Ah. Huh? Now, now I want you to see that. This is what you say. We have such a high priest who, ha, who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. We have the high priest, a high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. Okay? And going back to chapter 2 verse 6, verse 5. And he raised us up together. With him and made us sit together. Where? Sometimes you ought to think in this manner. Many times when you are seated in your home, you need to think, oh, I'm seated at the right hand. He's here. He's here. He's here. It means I'm in very in his presence. Then sometimes you just need to turn and say, by the way, what were you saying? Uh, will you let, let me know about that situation? 
come on, now if I tell you turn to your neighbor, how do you turn? This way. Huh? Turn to your neighbor and tell them you're in Christ. Now you see, none of you went this way. So where are we seated? Here we have this high priest seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Then we are seated. We are made to sit together. We have joined sitting together, joined sitting with him. Then I need to be turning around and saying, let me ask you, sir. And sometimes I just don't have to sit down here and sit and looking at you. I just go down there to your feet and just start worshiping you. Because we are not equal. It's just your mercy and grace that have brought me. And, 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 and excuse me, would you ask him the other side? Because the father is the other side. Or do you want me to, to walk around and come over there? And you go and say, come boldly. And you turn and say, Father... Oh, many times, many times. I love and love in my room, in my prayer room. I love and love. I really love. Because I hear something he says to my heart and the, oh God, you're so funny. I mean, I love. I love and roll on the carpet. I really do. If you haven't been doing that sometimes, or even if it's not every time, I'm not saying that you start acting foolishly. <laughs> I mean, no, you've been tickled while you've entered into his presence. You only laugh if you can know that he's, the person is there and he's speaking to you. And it's not even imagination, it's the reality. And laugh and laugh and say, so Lord, tell me, what does that mean? And he says something. Listen, forever. His word is settled in heaven. When you enter in his presence, listen to this, the word becomes alive. There is no death in his presence. There is no even warfare in his presence. His worship, his sacrifices, his praise to the one who loves him. He made us sit together with giving us joint sitting with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed one. Did you receive anything tonight? Oh, we ought now to rise up and just worship him. Hallelujah. We ought just to rise up and worship him. And just thank you. Oh, glory to God. I love you, Lord. Just go ahead and sing in the spirit and sing in the spirit and just thank him in the spirit. The Bible says about even thanking in the spirit. Go ahead and thanking in the spirit. Worship him in the spirit. Praise him in the spirit. Hallelujah. 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 For this is the highest place you can be. It's a place... Not that you ask him for anything. It's a place that you are thanking him. You're worshipping him. You're adoring him. What he has done. You don't ask for anything. Because you know how much he loves you. 
You're in the presence of the greatness. And the joy just fills your heart. Knowing that he did all this for you. It's a personal love. It's a personal touch. It is his affection toward you. Oh, Father, we worship you. We worship you. Just lift your hands to him and just worship you. Just softly. Just worship you. Just express your gratitude to him. He did all for you. All for you. All because he loved you. Father, we do thank you. Your life brings miracles, brings supernatural answers to questions even your people have had, wanderings that your people have had. Your life is here and is bringing all the changes that are required. Father, thank you for testimonies coming out of this. We worship you. We bring a sacrifice of praise, of adoration. Even as we give our sins tonight, we give our offerings, we give our tithes. We give it to you, our high priest Jesus, to honor the Lord our God. The one who loves us. It is our token of our faith and our love to him. Just to tell him how much you love him. Just to tell him how much we trust in his word. We trust him to fulfill every single promise in our lives. Because it's impossible for him to lie. Thank you for the giving of your people. I bless them tonight. I bless each one of them. I thank you, Father, for increased revelation of your word, of what you've done for your people. Their light their eyes being open and their hearts being open supernatural and their ears to perceive your will in Jesus' name.